Up next, right here on Spreaker, it's your boy, the governor of Minnesota. Sports talk, that is. The big, smooth Vince Wright coming to you live with Sports Done Right. Keep it locked. It's about time you got it right. Up next, it's your boy, the big, smooth Vince Wright. Broadcasting live from the Sportstacular Governor's Mansion. The governor of sports talk, that is. And he's got your ticket to all the latest sports-related news, events, and hot topics. Are you ready to get it right? Sports done right. Up next. ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the office of Minnesota's number one sports authority, 
He's the governor of Sports Talk Radio, and by way of executive order, serving you a stimulating dose of sports done right. And what's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor, back with you live and direct. How's everybody doing tonight? Oh, man, very, very, very trying day here in Minneapolis for all the wrong reasons. We'll get into that. Teddy Bridgewater down for the count, as you, uh, I'm sure, definitely know by now. Uh, we got lots of stuff going on tonight. We're good. We actually got a couple callers lined up. Um, we're going to be talking Dallas football here, but um, first off, I want to welcome everybody to the show already in the chat room. I want to say what's up, everybody. Oh, it has been a very, very, very exhausting day for your sports governor, man. Very exhausting day. I actually did about three interviews on some very cool podcasts. And again, this is Vince Wright, the host of the Sports Done Right Show. Welcome, by the way. All right, let's take a deep breath, Vikings fans. Exhale. Whew. All right. Sports Done Right every Tuesday on Spreaker.com and XSquadAffiliates.com. You can find us on both of those platforms. I am your host, Vince Wright, the sports governor from this great state of Minnesota. Proud Vikings fan and very, very disappointed because Teddy Bridgewater is a very good guy and he went down today. Obviously, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into the chat room here. Let me tell you, first off, when you go to Spreaker.com, make sure you sign up for a quick little account. Follow the show, Sports Done Right, or you can search under Vince Wright. Once you find the show, just hit the little star. It'll be your favorite. You'll get a notification every time we go live. And then what I need you to do, if you want to come into the live chat room, hit that little icon, that cloud. Looks like the big cloud, the speak bubble, as I call it. Go hit that, and you'll be brought right into our chat room. Also, I'll get the phone number out there tonight. Um, like I said, uh, we have some calls lined up, so I kind of want to keep calls to a minimum. But we do take live calls here as well. Matter of fact, hey, Ben, is this you, sir? No problem. Hey, um, we're actually live on the air now, so let me give you the proper introduction here, sir. Um, folks, this guy is the host of the BS3 Sports Show out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, real good guy. I've been checking his show out. I've been sharing it in our chat rooms and whatnot and, and getting it out there on the Facebook page with Sports Done Right. So um, let me introduce to you for the first time, calling us from the Dallas, Texas area, uh, ben, and I hope I do the last name justice. Ben, is that Sutterth? All right, man. All right. So check it out, folks. Welcome, Ben Sutterth. How you doing, bro? Dealing with my Romo issues. I know you're dealing with uh, your Teddy issues, so we're kind of in the same boat right now. Yeah, exactly. And whoops, sorry about that. We had a little snafu. Now we got Ben up live on the line. So, um, again, the BS3 Sports Show out of Dallas, Texas. So, Ben, before we get started and get into the Cowboy news tonight here, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and, you know, what you're all about and what your show's all about? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in Dallas. I actually I grew up in the Bay Area, 
So I grew up a 49ers fan, uh, you know, Joe Montana fan. That was my team. Uh, but I moved to Texas. I've been here for about 10 years. I've uh, been doing this podcast for about uh, not even a year yet. It'll be a year right around Thanksgiving. But um, yeah, my, my show's uh, pretty unique. You know, I, I uh, talk about sports, but also I uh, feature a, a Christian hip hop artist on the show every week. I interview them and, and I'm not afraid to to talk about my faith and, and Jesus during the show. So it's pretty unique and uh Hopefully you guys, you guys that are listening can definitely check it out Saturdays at 1 p.m. Central Time on Spreaker. Absolutely. And it is a great show. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting a little faith involved, too, man, because, you know, with everything that's going on in the world today, man, you know, a uh, little spirituality uh, does not hurt there, Ben. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. So, hey, let's get to it, man. Your Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, big news breaking there. Um, you know, your quarterback goes down, Dak gets his shot. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the quarterback uh, situation there and fill my folks in and let people know what they're getting with Dak Prescott. So you're getting a, a raw talent in, in Dak. You, everybody's seen his performance throughout the preseason. Uh, everybody's uh, been probably, you know, as far as Cowboys, we've been excited to see it, but it wasn't, we weren't expecting him to be, uh, put into the spotlight this soon. Uh, my expectation right. was, you know, maybe six games in, not game one. So he's got a lot of pressure on him, but I think he, I think he's going to rise to the occasion. I think he's going to definitely surprise a lot of people. But, you know, the, the kind of a backstory with the Cowboys is that they didn't have a reliable backup last, last year. So we all know what that turned into. When right. you come to, this year, you see they still didn't get a reliable backup, and Kellen Moore was supposed to be the backup. Obviously, he got end up getting hurt. So now you're on to to Dak Prescott, who you didn't expect that much. So it's going to be a very very interesting season, and I don't think I don't think Romo's coming back. So no, it's gonna I, be interesting. I don't either. <laughs> I do not either. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but I totally agree with you. I think he's done. Yeah, I mean, why, why risk your your health? You know, I, I was looking at 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 work today. All the different injuries that he's had. It's the list is so long throughout his whole career. It's no telling what his life is going to be like after football, which a lot of these players need to think about because the, the NFL is not going to care about you when you're done and over with. Yeah, exactly. Too many players have learned that the hard way. So, man, Ezekiel Elliott, I think, is really set up to be a breakout star for you guys down there. How's he looking, and uh, how do you feel about him heading into his rookie campaign? He, he's looking good. Um, the, the last game against the Seahawks, he ran over Kim Chancellor three times. Not just once, not just twice, but he ran him over three right. times. So it, it's going to be pretty exciting we we haven't had a running back that i think we could be this excited about probably i would say since since emmett i mean that's the last time i could really wow, think of a guy yeah. yeah um you know demarco murray was good while he was here i would definitely say that but there wasn't as much excitement as there as there is right now uh, in cowboys nation so i think he is gonna i think he's gonna lead this team and uh it, it's it's the pressure is gonna be on two rookies this year which i can't remember the last time two rookies and the Cowboys offense were, were the leaders of this team. And that's really what it is. You know, next to Jason, right. you can't forget about him. 
Exactly. And that's a, obviously a very unique situation. And, you know, it just hit me today, too. I mean, exactly. You got rookies at quarterback and running back that are taking over this offense here. Um, now, Witten, now, actually, before we came on the air tonight, I, I popped on to, I can't remember the name of the Dallas podcast. I've been all over the place with this Bridgewater news here, Ben, but it, they said that Witten has been very impressed with Dak Prescott and that Dak actually hasn't missed a beat in terms of working out with the first string. So things, you know, at least on paper are looking promising for the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely looking Good, you know, offense-wise, defense is probably where I'm, I'm most nervous. Offense, I'm not, I'm not that worried about, but defense, I'm, 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 I'm really, really worried because there, there's a lot of right. injuries. Uh, there's, you know, guys getting suspended. There, there's not really anything that you can that you can be extremely excited about with this defense. And that's funny that you mentioned that because in my chat room, uh, actually a gentleman that I co-host my Thursday show with called the Sports and More Show, uh, Reggie Lawrence, DJ Dollars and Cents is what he goes by. He just mentioned that that uh, the uh, Dallas sus- uh, defense is suspect. So um, has there been any news breaking on the defensive side? Have they get, got any new signings? Anybody, you know, looking to step in there to maybe uh, make some noise? Well, I mean, probably the the biggest uh, addition was probably Justin Durant, who, you know, that that he was a guy that was on the team uh, two years ago. Uh, he was a captain on the team, and for some reason, he didn't stay on the team the next year. He went to Atlanta, but he's somebody in that linebacking core. I think can make a, a, a huge impact. And then okay. you also you look at uh, Benson Mayora, who's not that well well known of a guy, but uh, Will McClay, who's the – he's not the GM, but he's the head scout guy uh, with the Cowboys. He was pretty excited about this guy because the defensive line is going to be pretty scary. So I think those two guys are, are probably the biggest pickups. But you also we, – we have to look at Orlando Skandrick, who wasn't didn't play all last year. So with him coming back, that's almost like an addition to that secondary. So it's I think in in the first game I've got to see the first game I think to really see how everything's gonna be put together okay because you know the preseason doesn't truly tell you that much it tells you a little right. bit but it doesn't truly tell you what your team's gonna be like so no very well stated and folks again this is the sports done right show you can check us out on spreaker.com also on xsquadaffiliates.com. Ben Suddeth is with us. He is the host of the BS3 Sports Show out of Dallas, Texas. And, you know, it was very interesting because when I started listening to your show, Ben, you know, I did check out the hip hop and, uh, you know, the Christian hip hop artists that you have on there. You know, take a moment and tell my listeners about that gentleman and, you know, where they could check out his music because, I, hey, I was grooving. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, his name is, is Benjamin Broadway, and his name, that's actually his real name. His first oh, name is wow. Bernard. <laughs> his okay. first name is Bernard, but, you know, Benjamin's kind of like a nickname. But, you know, he he has a very unique style um, called Gospel Trap, which is something I haven't really heard that much about. But you can really find him anywhere on uh, Robzilla.com is a site that, that uh, I found his music on, so you can check him out there. Okay. Also on SoundCloud, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, he's pretty much everywhere. So uh, that, that was uh, that was one of the unique guys that I've had on. But yeah, I would definitely go check him out there. It's good music. Um, 
it's it's feel good music, but it's also got a got a good good uh, connotation and good tone to it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now you know we're talking about the Cowboys here again. We got the host of the BS3 Sports Report, um, the sports show here, Ben Sutherland, with us. What about Des Dickerson? How's you know how's he been looking? You know we know he can't catch balls out of out of the machine, Ben. <laughs> but um, you know down there in, in camp, how's he been looking for you guys? Uh well I think you meant to say Des Bryant but yeah I, I think I'm I got sorry. what you're saying yeah yeah I'm sorry I'm sorry my mind's a thousand miles a minute today brother but um yeah you know Des is is in a tough position right now because he doesn't have Tony Romo he doesn't have his guy that he's always used to throwing him the ball he's got a rookie now that he has that he's going to be also grooming himself so. It's going to be interesting. I think he. I think he's going to do well though, because the bottom line is uh, Prescott is just going to need to throw the ball up to him and let him do the work, and that's what he does best. He's not really. A, he's probably not one of the best route winners, but he's like a Megatron type of guy. You throw him up, he's going to get it. He's so get it, I think yeah. he's going to have a great season. Uh, he's healthy, not any issues. You know, he had knee issues, he had foot issues last year. So I think this year he's going to he's going to come out you know, firing and willing to do whatever so this team can can win. Cool, cool. And, uh, you know, I got a question for you because the Cowboys still got Darren McFadden as well, and they've been talking of, of possibly trading him, but it seems like the Cowboys have kind of stepped back off that. Do you see them maybe holding him for trade bait maybe a little later in the season? Uh, honestly, I think – he he's gonna be gone. I, I don't I don't know if it's gonna be by trade or by releasing him because the okay. contract really contract really wasn't that big to where uh they they have to truly worry about how much they're paying him. Um so I think he's gonna be gone one way or another. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be end up being just a release because you look at that backfield now and, and you really don't need him uh necessarily. And also right. he's starting he's starting off behind the eight ball with not without being there in camp so he, he he's he, he's got the car stacked against him so it's just gonna be a matter of time i think before he's gonna be gone cool cool and you know that's yeah that's a very good point okay last person i want to talk or the last thing about the cowboys here and then we'll kind of talk up and we'll wrap up with a couple of the other local dallas teams there as well but um, the Cowboys, I was able to check out this weekend some local uh, high school football. They opened up the star down there. Um, have you been by there, Ben? Uh, I've driven by there. Yeah, I haven't actually been in, in the building yet, but it, it's it's amazing. That's one thing about Jerry Jones and about this Cowboys organization is that they do everything to the First fullest. They, yes. they, yeah, there's no, like, we're just going to do this, build this little small thing and Hopefully people come and we'll we'll build it small and intimate. No, no, no. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be loud, and everybody's gonna see it. So it, it's it's a mini. It's a mini. We call it Jerry World. It's a mini Jerry World, basically. It's a mini AT and T Stadium where the high schoolers are playing. They actually had four games in a row uh, this past Saturday for the opening of it. So it, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool what they're doing there. Cool, cool. Yeah, and it it looked phenomenal. It looked absolutely phenomenal. I, I did watch a little bit. I actually TiVo'd the first game that they played there this past Saturday, but the complete complex, the, the shops, just everything around that place out there in Frisco looks phenomenal. 
Now, moving on here, um, Ben, uh, I just want to touch real quickly, even though basketball season has passed us by, you know, what is it going to take for Dallas, those Mavericks, to kind of get back? And, you know, I don't mean to catch you off guard here with basketball talk, but just in your opinion, you know, real quick, what do you think it's going to take for Dallas to get back to really, you know, making some noise out there in the West? Oh man, I mean, probably what what they what they're gonna have to do is is pretty much start over. I mean, you, you it's time to now start from from scratch. You got to start with the draft. You got the free agency has not worked out for the past five seasons. So right. we, I think I don't know how many times we need to go through this until we know that this is not the way it works. Um, so it's all going to start off when whenever i think dirk retires cuz dirk got got a pretty big contract which he deserves right uh, they they they've been giving giving him you know the 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 uh neighborhood friendly deal cuz he's been there for so long but they finally paid him so it's going to come down to whenever he's gone i think from there uh they got to start with the draft which they've done terrible at so to me they they're still you know they're still two or three years away i mean and that's probably a small that's probably the minimum i think of where they where they are to where they want to be you know going to back to the playoffs and being successful cool and i got some questions actually coming in from the chat room here for you um reggie lawrence dollars and cents out there asks uh he says ask ben when the cowboys open jerry's world who was the first professional team to break in the stadium that's an <laughs> inside joke he's upset ben because the the Minnesota Vikings, before they actually played a game in the, in the uh, new U.S. Bank Stadium, they had a soccer match and a couple concerts. So, oh, just yeah, upset, yeah. You know, that yeah, the they, they the honestly, game. the first time I went there, I went to a college basketball game. It was uh, North Carolina versus uh, UT, University of Texas. Now, I think right. they, they had a whole bunch of events pretty much before. Before they actually had a football game, so yeah, I'm 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 right there with them. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, there you go. Now, um, speaking of college and college football, uh, are you a UT guy, a TCU? Who who are the teams you follow down there? Um, I really I really don't follow really any of them. Uh, quite honestly, I'm I'm a North Carolina fan. That's where all oh, my family's okay, from. So okay. so I kind of grew up there, um, loving that team. But um, probably if I had to pick one, it would probably be Texas. Um, Cause I, I really like, I really like the, uh, the coach. Uh, I really like the coach that they just got there. Um, Strong. Charlie Strong. So, and I want to see him do well. So that's kind of the team I'm watching pretty closely now. So yeah, that's, that's good. Cool. Cool. And before I let you get out of here, Ben, just a couple questions. Cause now we do have a lot of Washington fans up here in the chat room as well. Uh, what are your thoughts on the rest of the Cowboys division here? You know, who do you see winning that thing? And, you know, with Dak, you know, obviously barring injuries now, do the Cowboys still have a shot to win that division? Yeah, Cowboys definitely got a shot. This 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 division is so much up for grabs every year. There's no way anyone could confidently say this team is going to win. Now, because I am a Cowboys fan, I'm going to say the Cowboys are going to win it because that's that's what you do when you're a fan of that team, no matter how, how much the, the cards are stacked up against them. So I would definitely have to say I think the Cowboys are the are the favorite. Um, you always got to watch out for for the Giants because right. the Giants um, they they've stacked up this offseason. real quietly. People don't okay. people probably haven't been looking, but I think the uh, the Giants have stacked up this offseason with with adding um, corners and adding 
defensive line. Um, so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting in this division. I'm not I'm not excited at all, and I'm not impressed at all with with the Eagles, and I'm not I'm not right. uh, really that impressed with the Redskins. So I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a race like it always is, but it's not. And there's no clear cut person that's the team I should say that's gonna win it and run away with it. Sounds good. Well, Ben, first off, again, I just wanted to thank you for taking a few minutes out of your night to join us. You know, I I love your show. I came across it. I was just searching shows one day and saw that you were on. And I'm really glad that I checked you out, man, because um, if I'm not able to catch you live, I I do listen, you know, to to these shows on demand. So, again, before you get out of here, tell the people about your show and where they can follow you on social media. Oh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at BS3Sports. So that's BS, the number three, sports. And find me on Spreaker.com, uh, uh, BS3 Sports Show. Um, that's Spreaker.com backslash BS3 Sports. If you want to look it up there. And I got a Facebook and uh, Twitter and Twitter and Instagram. So you can find me anywhere there. And I uh, appreciate you for having me on. Now, I wanted I wanted to touch on one thing before you let me go. Um, yes, sir. Kaepernick. I'm I'm yes. looking I'm I'm listening right now as I'm talking, but I'm reading through the chat the line and everybody's talking about Kaepernick. So I my take on Kaepernick, there's been so many takes, Stephen A. Smith, everybody up and down, all over. I don't have a problem with, with what he what the point he's trying to get across, but I don't know if that was the right way to get the point across. Uh, that that's just my thinking. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Um he can say whatever he wants. It's a free country. We all know that, but Going about it, I think a better way, you maybe would have got the point across more. Because to me, the more attention is pointed to Colin Kaepernick, not to what issues he's trying to point out, which I think is is what the confusion is coming in. So I don't, I don't disagree with what he said, but I think he could have went about it a different way. I hear you. And every, and see, that's the thing. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. And I'm going to speak on this a little bit more and um, a little later on in my shows. I want to get into, uh, you know, my point of view. I agree with you. You know, I have no problem with what he's doing. Um, You know, there's always the argument. Could you have done it this way? Do it that way. I don't know. I think there's with these types of things. I don't even know if there's really a good way to do it. He's been doing it for the, you know, the whole preseason. It's just that this time a reporter noticed up in the press box and got that picture out. But, you know, I think what's getting missed, you know, what side you're arguing is the actual message about, you know, police brutality, um, violence here against these uh, black kids being shot in the street and whatnot. But, yeah, you know, and it'll be interesting to see what happens because, you know, he's he is set to make a lot of money. He's got about 11 million guaranteed this year, Ben. He's got about another 15 guaranteed next year. So going to be interesting, but I'll get into that a little bit more. But, hey, man, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me on. All right, Ben, take care. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. All right, Big Ben, Ben Suddath, host of the BS3 Report here on Sports Done Right. And uh, definitely want to check, you do want to check his show out. And, you know, again, you can find that BS3 Sports. He's out of Dallas, Texas. And first off, again, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Again, Sports Done Right on Spreaker.com and XSquadAffiliates.com. Um, we're going to have lots of good guests coming down the pipe here, but I wanted to get in the chat room here before we uh, head off to our first break here. 
um, tonight. We're going to play some music, have some fun. I got to think another caller is going to be calling in from Louisville, Kentucky to talk a little bit about the Cardinals and that program's football team. But um, let me go back here. I'm just going to start from the beginning um, all the way from Tampa, Florida, Togo from Team Broadcasting. I want to welcome you to the Sports Done Right show, sir. Thank you for tuning in. Also, Clay Davis, Real Freedom. That's right, sir. What's going on, everybody? Sluggo! I see you, Sluggo, all the way from Georgia State. By the way, former vet paratrooper in the Army, defending your right to say what you want to say, Sluggo. What's going down, sir? My main man from Duluth, Minnesota, R.C., Ronald Cameron in the mix. Good pictures with our boy Robbie Robb there this weekend, by the way. And my main man, cowboy backer number one, Truck D. And Truck said, VW, your ass was clowning Romo. Now how does it feel? It's not so funny now, is it? Oh, Truck. Yeah, you right, man. You right. You right. I hear you. I hear you, bud. Welcome to the show anyway, truck. Appreciate you coming by. There she is, the one and only, the first lady of Minnesota sports, Angie Wright. How are you, sweetheart? And by the way, she's on the other side of the glass right now. Welcome back home. Who else we got in here? My main man from Oklahoma, Cameron University. Shout out, Busa. Busa Bus, what up, my man? Appreciate you coming through as well. And the one and only co-host of the Sports and More Show with yours truly, Mr. Reggie Lawrence is up in here. You know him as Dollars and Cents. What's up? And who else we got up in here? My main man, oh, the road to 17, roll tide roll, tight sigma in the joint. What up, big tight sigma? And the main man, the big guy himself, big coop. In the house. What up, Coop? May man Coop up in here. What's going down? Who else we got up in here? All right, I think we got everything covered. RC says we still have a good defense and a solid running game, but without a good quarterback, it's gonna be tough, man. You ain't lying. Um, let's see. Dollars and cents says RC. You will see. I give y'all crap, but in certain situations like that, not gonna say anything because it could happen to any one of my Steelers. Yeah, man, tough one, tough one today. Um, even without Teddy, the Vikings will beat the Giants jersey. Preach, RC. Preach. All right, so again, we have Ben Suddathon, the host of the BS3 Sports Show out of Dallas, Texas. Um, you know, giving us all the lowdown on the Cowboys. He came from the Frisco area. Through his little point of view in on um, the Kaepernick situation, you know, he has his right to his opinion, too. Um, Clay Real Freedom Davis says, why do people have a problem understanding protests? It's supposed to be disruptive. I hear you. Like I said, there's there is no right time to do this, but I'm going to touch on that a little bit later on because there's there's also some things going on here, too, that I think is being missed with all the kind of back and forth and of. Kaepernick, he's a bad dude. He's a good dude. There's some, there's been one thing that's been happening here that has kind of blown me away. And I think it's getting lost in the mix here. 
So I'm going to touch on that a little bit. Oh, got to welcome my brother-in-law, Big Jeff Pohl, up in the mix for all your insurance needs. Jeff Pohl, MetLife, hit them on up. Minnesota, baby. What up, Jeff? And Big Ben's in here under the BS3 Sports Radio moniker. And again, Ben, thank you very much. And there she is, my one and only mother, the best lady in the world. And she is um, kicking it out there in the Carolinas, out there in Raleigh with my aunt Irma. So hope you're having a good time, mom. Thank you for joining us. And there he is, along with the Road to 17 tight sigma. We got Bama boy up in here representing the University of Alabama. Roll Tide, roll. All right. Oh, Chief Rocker is up in the joint. Chief, I got a new song for you, baby. This is for the for the granddaddy of them all, the big pimp out of the New York metro area, the Chief Rocker. The one and only king of Broadway, Chief, you the man, baby. Thank you for joining us. Start spreading the news. I'm Chief Rocker, yo. Oh, and who else is up in here? Look at my main man, host of the Underground Railroad Show. That Ninja is up in here. What's up, Ninja? Appreciate you popping in here. And let's see, Ninja says, could have went about it a different way. Everybody says that about Kaepernick. Never offer, excuse me, never offers what a different way could be. Taking a stand for something is not supposed to be polite. You've got to be kidding me. Well, like we say, Ninja, everybody's got their own opinion on it. What can you do? Um, Nothing wrong with that. Again, I got to stop myself because I'm going to get to it later. So um, just keep listening. I got some interesting takes I think we're going to share with you um, here after the break. Um, As we keep going, RC has a big point here I want to read. It's funny how certain folks Rick Collin for standing up for what he believes in, yet those same people said such wonderful things about Ali when he passed, and Ali sacrificed a lot more than Collin, and he said things that were far more controversial than what Collin said. He was facing prison time for refusing to be inducted into the army, sacrificed millions, and the FBI was on his tail. And remember this, folks hated Ali before he refused to be inducted, and the thing was, is that ultimately, and this was a point I was going to talk about later, but Ali was proven to be on the right side of history. And that's why when he passed, he received the accolades that he did. Again, getting into it a little bit later on, but I'll just say this. Nobody is talking about what Colin Kaepernick is protesting. Everybody's caught up in the minutia of the, is he a bad guy, good guy? We're not talking about the problem with uh, uh, police shootings of of minority youth in the street. Everybody's worried about, is he going to sit? Is he going to stand? Is is the 49ers going to trade him? This, this, and that. We'll get into it later. Dollars and cents up in here. Uh, Chief Rocker said, yep, start spreading the news. That's your song, baby. You are the king of New York, Jersey. Everybody welcome to Ma Bell up in here. Denise Milk and Cookies is on the Sports Done Right show. How are you, young lady? 
And of course, the one and only Patty Cake, Patty Cake, Microwave John Fisher is up in here, Sports Done Right style. So let's do this here, man. We're about out, approaching 40 minutes in. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take a quick break here. I'm going to get resituated. We're going to come back. We got some sound for Coach Zimmer talking about Teddy Bridgewater. We're going to talk about some quarterbacks that may be brought in to replace him. We're going to take a look at all that stuff. And again, man, uh, mad props to Teddy Bridgewater. Sounds like it was just a horrible scene out at Winter Park. That's the Vikings headquarters in Eden Prairie. Oh, big shout out, by the way, Sammy in Roseville. uh, Hit me up, direct message me on Twitter. Thank you and your boys for following the show out there in the North Metro. Uh, the show has really grown. The Twitter account is exploding and the followers on Spreaker are growing as well. Everything trending in the right direction along with the rest of the X Squad affiliate shows. Please make sure you go to xsquadaffiliates.com and learn more about not only my show, but the rest of our shows, the rest of our hosts, and everything we're going to be up to. Is we got some very, very big things planned. Can't get into it now. But big things coming for the X Squad affiliate. So with that, let's throw it back somewhat old school style. We're gonna play some music tonight. This is a non-SME show, so we're gonna, you know, along with some of the serious stuff we're gonna be talking about tonight. Some good music, all that stuff. I am Vince Red Sports Governor. We'll be right back.
No matter how it goes down, your sports talk, it's going to be all right. So forget the GOP, the DNC, the only party in town is at the Governor's Mansion. The Governor of Sports Talk, that is. Every Tuesday night right here on Speaker, come on over and get your sports done right. Now let's get back to the show with the big, smooth, fence right. And we're back. Sports done right on another Tuesday here in Spreakerland on xsquadaffiliates.com as well. So, folks, as you know, our boy Teddy Bridgewater is done for the year. Torn ACL, went down in practice today, uh, broke late this afternoon. Actually, sounds like practice was almost over, so more salt in the wound there, but... Teddy went down, left the field in an ambulance, leg was immobilized, uh, complete ACL tear, significant rehab coming as we know. So let's check out some sound here. This is about uh, just over a minute from Coach Mike Zimmer's press conference today, courtesy of KFAN Radio. 
cry the Tennessee Titans or the Green Bay Packers or we can go down the schedule. No one's going to feel sorry for us if that's the case. So um, I'm not going to feel sorry for us either. And I'm not, not, I'm not going to let this team feel sorry for itself. It's time, you know, we're going to, like Dawn said, we're going to grieve today and upset about it. And, and But, you know, it's more about our feelings for Teddy and and him as a person and getting better um, than it is about anything else. It's, you know, Teddy, Teddy's a great kid, and he'll be back as soon as he possibly can if, if it is uh, real real bad. And uh, well, we're going to keep fighting. We got, you know, we can talk all we want, but we got guys in that locker room like Everson Griffin and Harrison Smith and uh, Brian Robinson and Anthony Barr and uh, Kyle Rudolph and Adrian Peterson and um, Matt Khalil and Berger and Fusco and uh, Andre Smith. I mean, I, I can go down the line and uh, I'll take him with me in an alley anywhere. And there you go. Coach Zimmer says, you know, you got to trudge forward. I like what he's saying there. Um, now, what happens with Sean Hill, we're going to see. And it looks like a quick question here that Prince Song was willing and able. So, with that being said, our quarterback's down. Everybody's down in the dumps, ready to, you know, turn the lights out on the season. But let's take a look at some options here before I get back into the chat room. So, here we go. Let's take a quick look at this. Now, obviously, Vikings have Sean Hill. He's the number two, and he's going to become the starter. You got Joel Stavi. He's the number three. He'll be the backup. Uh, Brad Sorensen was cut this past Tuesday out of Viking camp. Um, let's see. So, who is out there for our Minnesota Vikings? Top of the list? <laughs> For all you haters out there, Colin Kaepernick. Now, obviously, we know what's going on in Frisco. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. Now, the thing is, we talked about the money that he's set to make, too. Most expensive backup out there. I still can't believe he cannot be the number one quarterback, but that's talk for a different time. So you got Kaepernick out there. Um, he was starters, you know, he was the starter from 2012 to 15, helped the Niners get to the Super Bowl, two NFC title game appearances, obviously dual threat. Now people, he dropped off last year, but he's only 28 years old. And that's the thing. And maybe a change of scenery is exactly what he needs as well. So, you know, it is something to be considered. Another name out there on the list is Michael Vick, 36 years old. Does have some stuff left in his tank as well, though. He's currently a free agent, too, Vikings fans. So uh, the best season in uh, recent Vikings history, 1998 and 2009, were sparked by veteran quarterbacks. Um, says, uh, remember those years, Randall Cunningham, Brett Favre. Um, I think Vic you know, definitely could take a look. Now, I wonder if he's kind of injury-prone, but... It does not hurt to take a look at him. Now, the Broncos have their own situation going down in um, with Mark Sanchez as well. So, um, all kinds of situations going there. Um, let's see here. Who else do we got out there? Uh, Geno Smith, possibly in a trade. I don't see it happening. But uh, those are kind of the top names on the list that have been floated here 
today to come in and possibly take over for Teddy. Um, let's see here. And I sorry about that. I was actually just getting a direct message on the tweet there. Big Mike out there in the West Metro Eden Prairie. My man, what's up, Mike out there? Thank you for tuning in and listening to Sports Done Right. So, in other words, people, the door is wide open for anybody to get in here because Sean Hill is not going to be the long-term answer. He's a 15-year veteran. I make make no mistake, he's able to hang on and, and you know make a little bit of loot. But he's not your long-term answer. Joel Stave is still fresh out of Wisconsin. He's not the answer. So you gotta you gotta be willing and open to taking a look. Oh, look at we got another caller. Hold on. And caller, thank you for joining us on Sports Done Right. Who's on the line? The good Colonel. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen. First off, let me introduce this guy. He is my fraternity brother. <clears throat> from louisville kentucky he's one of my best friends in the world one of the coolest guys ever and um actually has a degree from the university of minnesota and the university of louisville i gotta say it right he's the guy that taught me to say the name right as well no no louisville right mike (laughs) one 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 big syllable exactly but ladies and gentlemen good friend of mine um Give it up for Mr. Michael Coffey, the good colonel of the great state of Kentucky. What's up, Mike? How you doing, man? Uh, hey, I'm living the dream, man. You? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to live the dream, man. Trying to live the dream. So first off, brother, always good to hear from you. Um, uh, Mike, let me, let me ask you this here. First off, how about the Louisville basketball team this year, man? What are they going to do? Are they going to be back in the title mix? You know, last year they probably would have, except for of course Strippergate. Uh, but um, because we, you know, we could have made a run. We had some bigs. Uh, Anawatu left, uh, but we still got some other bigs. Uh, you know, you look at guys like Donovan Mitchell and Ding Adele. Right. Uh, they can straight up play. Uh, you know, Rick is one patina. Rick's one who will tear them down and build them back up kind of thing and sort of mold them into the form that they need to be. Uh, it doesn't necessarily produce NBA players, but it is fun to watch the guys develop because we don't get the five stars as right. much as our the school in Lexington. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll be in the mix. I mean, we're playing the ACC. So, I mean, you know, it's, you know, you got Duke, North Carolina, Virginia, you know, schools like that that you're up against throughout the year but uh right. yeah i mean they'll be competitive it's always one of those things you gotta see how it kind of rounds into shape uh we've got some bigs um you know uh and we definitely got some wings um point guard we got putting snyder he'll come back he's a local guy um and uh they'll be in the mix i mean but to say here now say hey we're gonna be elite eight no matter what or something like that it'd be great to say hey make another run because that is the king of sports down here I mean, obviously. I mean, we're, 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 we're basketball, football. Yes, it used to be more so when Louisville and Kentucky played the first football game of the year back before they changed it up till, uh, to Thanksgiving weekend. But it used to be all summer. That's everybody we talk about was the game, the football game coming up. Right. So, but no, so, expectations are high now for football. Okay. So that's for all sure. Right. Well, hey, let's talk a little bit of football, man. So, you know, a lot of interesting things. You know, Louisville always has a pretty solid squad down there. Um, you know, tell me about this quarterback, Lamar Jackson, a kid out of Florida here. How's he looking for you yeah. guys? 
He, you know, from what I've heard, um, and just hearing local sports radio and then Petrino interviews, even Lamar Jackson talking, um, he didn't even know the playbook last year. <laughs> he, okay. he, he was kind of, he was kind of going in, drop back, see one guy. If I don't see it, I'm taking off. And, uh, one thing Bobby challenged him to do, Petrino, is, uh, to, you know, do his progressions. And, you know, of course, spring game, everybody's going to usually look good. You don't want your defense to look too good in a spring game. That means you got no offense. But right. uh, spring game, he lit it up. I mean, and, you know, he's trying to make it where you can stay in the pocket more and, you know, check more options down the field and things like that. So we definitely got wide outs and stuff like that. But Lamar Jackson's electric. I mean, you know, he's, of course, long shot Heisman candidate. But if we can keep him for at least one more year, his name might be mentioned even more so next year. Hey, hey, Colonel, how has the town received, uh, you know, um, Bobby back as being coach down there? You know, he, he left, he's back, and all that fun stuff. Is everybody uh, yeah. back on board with Big Red football and the coach down there? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, as soon as – when Charlie Strong left, it was like, thank you, Charlie, for what you did for our program. Because previous to him was Steve Cragthorpe, who basically – ran it into the ground after Petrino left. And, you know, and of course, Bobby had his issues at Arkansas and Atlanta. And then he was down at Western Kentucky and did one year down at Western Kentucky. And as soon as Charlie left, it was like there was a little movement bringing back Bobby. And, um, you know, I think for the most part people have, and Tom Jurich, the athletic director, talked about it a bunch of times. That he's, a cha- he's a different person now. You know, he's not – he used to be – Louisville for a long time and probably somewhat to a degree still somewhat of a stepping stone job. You know, they're looking for that destination job, that final place I want to be. Well, he's at his destination job now. He's no longer, you know, taking the phone calls from places and doing meeting at an airport to do an interview and things like that. Uh, You know, John L. Smith did it just when he went to Michigan State back in the day. Um, You know, so for the most part, yeah. I mean, he's trying to get involved with the community. You know, um, it, it is kind of interesting, though, that, like, our major coaches have all had sex scandals. Um, <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> exactly. I mean, it, you know, because Rick had his thing on the side, you know. Right, right. And, of course, we have Stripper Gate, and then we can bring Petrino back after he slept with the you know, an assistant to the athletic department. Sure, you know. Hey, uh, you, 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 but, you, you but, get but, it where you, know you can. <laughs> hey, hey, you get W's. You get W's, people kind of forget about that stuff. Yeah, they, All right? they, you, you know, know it, they sure do. That That's a very good point, Colonel. You know, this is, go ahead, Colin, finish just, your point. It, it, no, no, you're fine. It is what it is, man. You get W's, people aren't going to care that much. So. Hey, folks, and again, Sports and More show on Spreaker.com, also on XSquadAffiliates.com. This is my main man, the Colonel out of Kentucky, Michael Coffey. Still, Mike, uh, your wedding was the best wedding I've ever been in besides my own. Man. <laughs> I love that wedding. Great weekend. Yeah, good, good, good people. Now my, now my son does uh, Boy Scouts at the place we got married. Nice, nice. Yeah, little so. Trey, what up, Trey? Yeah. <laughs> So um, let uh, me ask you about this. You got season tickets this year, huh? Yeah, yeah. We're down in what they call the crunch zone, which is down in one of the end zones. And up behind it, uh, we're not maybe a typical college campus. You know, they serve beer and alcohol at the games. And so up at the back end zone is like a big sort of big flat area. Everybody can stand. But it's somewhat tiered. And everybody goes back there and just hangs out and parties. <laughs> Right. And so you got the Jumbotron behind you. So, yeah, we got to take it down the crunch zone. Uh, you know, Jennifer's now a young alumni. Um, so, so, so we get, you know, 
tickets every now and then offered up. And so, yeah, we went in and got tickets this year. It should be a good year. I mean, we got Florida State coming in about three weeks. Um, we don't have Houston. We're on the road for Houston. That's going to be a big game. And then, of course, Clemson. We're on the road for Clemson. Oh, yeah. Right on the road for them. But, but we do finish the season of the U.K. at home. Oh, and uh, but so we so we got three big games. I mean, prediction wise, you know, when people are just sitting, kind of picking the schedule. If we don't flub a game against like a Duke or something like that, right? Uh, like nine and three, because there's three tough opponents right there, and hey, a lot of folks are ten and two. So and things exactly. like that. Who knows? Hey, cough. Let me ask you a question, man, about Patino here, and I and I see because. I want to know, because you obviously, you know, for people that are listening, you know, you're down in the campus, you're around, you know people, you listen to to the sports down there. When this Patino thing went down, just getting back to basketball for a minute, you know, the sex scandal and he knocks the lady up and the abortion and all this stuff. How (laughs) does, I mean, Mike, give it to us straight, man. How does this play? Because... You know, Kentucky, very conservative state. I know basketball is is king down there and, and will forever rule that state. But how does how does Patino survive that, whereas other coaches, just about every other coach, would not have survived that? You know, half the state hates him anyways because he left Kentucky right. and then ended up in Louisville. You know, he's still referred to as Trader Rick okay. uh, by about half the state, so... Well, all the state and about half of Louisville, I should say. So, because Louisville is kind of separate than Kentucky, kind of like Chicago and Illinois. So, um, how he survived? Good God, man, that's a hell of a question. Because you know, I, I think if it had been, because I mean, she was just straight up trying to blackmail him, and, and I think that's the part. Yes, there was the sex part, and it was a one-time thing. It wasn't ongoing. Uh, you know. Bobby Petrino, he didn't survive because it just kept, it was ongoing. And yes, he crashed the motorcycle and lied to cops. But uh, with, with Rick, it was a one-time thing in a restaurant. It wasn't right. He knew it wasn't right. He fell on the sword to his family and to the university. But then we, I think the thing that probably saved him more than anything was her lapse and trying to blackmail him. And, you know, she went to prison for it. Cypher, I think is her name. And, um, you know, that's, her trying to blackmail him is probably the thing, if anything, that saved him. Wow. Um, but Tom Jurek, the AD, is, um, you know, he's the superstar, I think, of the university, more than anybody um, in the athletic department, more than coaches and all that, because he's the one who has, you know, built so many different things on campus and built it up to such a degree that, even if we lost Rick, it would still survive and thrive. Uh, I mean, I know it's Louisville basketball and the tradition there and all that. Right. Uh, but, you know, I think probably the biggest thing is just her mistakes along the way. You know, yes, Rick fell on the sword. Uh, there's still people who, you know, are going to rip on him. And, yeah, rightly so. Uh, if anything, it humbled him, too, I bet. Um, you know, because he's not nearly as braggadocious as he had been in the past. Now, some are going to disagree with that because, hey, right. he still has that in him. You know, he's an elite coach. So, But uh, probably the biggest thing is her uh, her take on it, her kind of trying to get something out of it. I mean, Interesting. Went court and Interesting. everything. Yeah, yeah. So, now, you know, and, and it was a one-time thing. I mean, so I can't. Do you really think it was a one-time right. thing, Colonel? Come on. 
Come well, on, Colonel. Come on. Yeah. I, 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 I put it this way. Put this way. He's powerful enough. He can get a one-time thing wherever he wants all over the damn No, town. that's that's definitely true. Okay. I mean, you know, he basketball from, rules that state. Yeah, from he, he he can get it from milfs or gilfs. He doesn't have to worry about it, you know. So, but uh, yeah, no, it, it, I mean, everything indicated it was. Even like her stuff indicated it was, and then she became like a, you know, Sharon Stone stalker kind of thing to a degree. So you know, it just kind of. I'm not saying it was right by him, but. You know, I mean, I think that's probably what saved him is her actions. Interesting. Now, coffee. You realize I got pictures of you in the University of Kentucky sweatshirt, don't you? You do. Oh crap! But, yeah. Back well, in hey, those I, college I, days. I was I was living out of the state then, so I can't claim. You know, but when you're out of state, it doesn't matter quite so much. And hey. if you're in state, you in state, <laughs> you got to pick a side. Oh My yeah, yeah, exactly. Well for free. <laughs> yeah, trust me, exactly. I know how you're feeling. That's me being from Chicago, you know, because people get on me about the, my allegiance to the Cubs and whatnot. But, uh, you know, a fun fact, Coffee, here, and I just want to share something real quick, and I'll ask you a couple more questions and let you get out of here. Right. Um, I, I got a lot of listeners down in Atlanta, and a lot of people know not only our former frat brother, but your former roommate as well. And I lived with him <laughs> the following year, Rick Kamla. So the dick man. The, yeah, that was his nickname. We called him the Dick Man. So it, it's it real interesting. You know, real interesting dude because the you know he's on NBA TV and all that stuff. Now he's got yeah. the radio show down Pretty in wild. Atlanta. Yeah. Um, why don't you just real quick just kind of share with the folks here a fun little gopher story? Tell them just how really in the sports Rick Camla was. Oh, good God. Uh, he was the first one I knew who did, like, fantasy NBA. Because, like, you know, we, we dabbled in some fantasy football and stuff like that. And this was back before you had, like, ESPN or whatever to calculate your scores for you. And I remember Rick was, like, commissioner of our football league, I think. And he would sit there, like, on Monday mornings, of course, with the paper open and, like, just notebooks and, like, scribbling and writing and who scored what points. And da, da, da. So it wasn't, you know, it was the dark ages of fantasy sports, I guess, right, old yep. history kind of stuff. Um, but, yeah, like, scribbling and writing different things. And I remember once oh, one of the older guys in the fraternity was going to have a draft. And it was like a, it was a money league, and it was more than Rick had. And so I said, hey, I'll be a silent partner, all right? I'll go to the draft with you. You draft the damn team. Here's half right. the money. I'm just going to sit back. You run it, all right? You're better at this than me. And so um, we get there, and it was like one of the high-rises in downtown Minneapolis, and the guy had a cat. And Rick's allergic to cats. That's right. Yes, like, bad, bad. bad. Yep. <laughs> and and it, was, it was already turning cold, you know? I mean, it was, you know, still September or something, but, you know, it was already starting to get chilly. We were like on the 20-something floor, and Rick had the window open, half his body hanging out, all puffy-faced from all the cat stuff, and like calling out names of players he wanted. <laughs> right. You know? I yep, mean, I've so, heard that story. I mean, he, he, I mean he, he was full in. It's, it's neat that he ended up, you know, being able to pursue something like that and make a living at it. Right. Um, I've reached out, I shouted at him once, Scott, like 10 years ago or something like that, but uh, – yeah, no, that, that, that's pretty cool. It's not like I don't want to talk to the guy. I mean, you know, but he's got his life, and everybody's got their own thing going. And, oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. I'm not a, I'm not in the Twitter world or the social media world anywhere. You're in that uh, academic world, you know, helping educate the kids, so we definitely got to uh, give you a shout-out for that, sir. 
Hey, try just try to keep it simple. Quick, a quick Teddy story after the gut punch today. From Teddy. Yeah, yeah. Talk to us. All right. Um, yeah, it's horrible news. Horrible. But back in the spring of 2011, Teddy enrolled in like January, so he was like an early enrollee, and he played in the spring game. All right, and it was kind of cold, rainy day, and you know, down at Papa John Stadium, and um, he, you know, true freshman coming in. He was just overwhelmed. Everything was way too quick for him, you could tell. You know, as far as, the, you know, when he had dropped back and people were rushing at him and this, that, and the other, and everything was just way too fast. And we'd heard this name, Teddy Bridgewater. I'll watch this guy. And he took the snap once, dropped back, rolled out to the right, and fired like a missile, like 35-yard bullet. And right. everybody just went, ooh, that's why. Ooh, that's why we heard his name. <laughs> you know, and uh, so a great guy, wonderful person. And to see that happen to him, I mean, it's that's a gut punch. But he'll Teddy will be back. Teddy's he's got the level head on his shoulders. He'll be yes, back. Yes, he I mean. does. So, man. But but he but he, but he was one of those young men who comes to your city, and I mean, we're a college town, and you know he's going to represent the city well because we're you know we're not a pro sports town right. in really any way. We've got some minor league things, but uh, you know he's one you you'll be proud to say. Yeah, he attended our school. He, he he lived here, worked here. Very well said, man. So, hey, before I let you go, how's the family doing? Good, good. Got a high school and middle school. Wow, it flies by. So, it goes quick, by. man. Go, go, goes real quick. Goes real quick. So, well, hey. But we just slow no, down sorry, when we can. It, I, no, I no, we you, just slow down, slow down when we can, right? I well, mean, cough. You know, can I use you as my Louisville contact here for the football and the basketball season? Touch base yeah, with man. you here and there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, we're, you we're, can we're, definitely keep us um, up to date on your big red. Yeah, and I'll, I'll try to make an account on your little system thing, whatever. I'll figure it out. But ho- ho- hopefully 10-2, that's what I'm shooting for. We're going to uh-huh. see how our kicking game does. That's the big question mark. Hey, can, sounds can, good. Can we kick field goals and punt the ball? Besides nice. that, I think we'll be all right. So we cheer in there third. We'll be cheering that Thursday night, man. Sounds good, man. We got to get you back um, up to your first uh, alma mater here for some uh, go for football as well. Hey, the front row hey, seats are waiting hey, for you. Hey, the wife was wanting to go up and watch Teddy play, and I was already looking to try to pin. We'll see when there's games like a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah, well, I don't think we'll be making it up this year. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. At least for a Viking game. So, uh, all right, man. Hey, well, give my best hey. to the family, Coffee, and we will talk to you soon, brother. We'll do isolated posse forever, man. <laughs> Indeed, my friend. Indeed. We'll talk to talk you soon, Carl. Take it easy, Carl. Bye. Okay, later. Oh, man. Memories in the corner of my mind. Mike Coffey, the good colonel from Kentucky. Um, giving it to you from the Commonwealth down there. Uh, he is a. Uh, uh, University of Minnesota graduate. His family, his dad was a sales guy, I think, so he kind of moved around a lot. He wound up living in Minnesota, went to the University of Minnesota with us, moved back home to Louisville, Kentucky, where he and his wonderful wife, Jen, and the kids live. And um, best wedding I've been to outside of my very own. So, Colonel, thank you for popping in. I appreciate it. Again, sports done right, and I know I got a lot of chat. I sound like Doug Stewart probably up here on the chat, man. So um, let me go back here and kind of go through some of the chat. Um, We still get my Colin Kaepernick take here. We are 
Cruising on in, we got Cooking with the Microwave, John Fisher, another X-Squad affiliate coming up after Sports Done Right tonight, so make sure you keep your ears on. Big John Fisher coming to you from Atlanta, GA. So, okay, let's get into a little bit of chat here, and then we're going to kind of take a quick break, reset, get into the NFL, Colin Kaepernick, and maybe a little bit of Gopher news too, because the Gophers do open, by the way, Thursday night against Oregon State. Um, the Gophers should be able to put them away, considering that Oregon State was still having open tryouts for their football team last week. Incredible, man. <laughs> Incredible. But anyway, Gophers in Oregon State at TCF Bank Stadium Thursday night. The Gov will be in attendance. Live updates. So. Grego says, and I actually let me go back here a little further as I knew. Uh, let's see here. Grego says the Cardinals just released Jay Coker. He is what the Vikings need right now, possibly. Oh, got to welcome another um, lovely lady, X Squad affiliate, and the host of the very, very adult themed spicy conversations. The lovely Spicy herself is listening to us tonight. Make sure you check her out also on uh, xsquadaffiliates.com and um, multiple other platforms. Just go follow her here and check out a very, very cool show. But make sure them kids are put to bed first. But again, Spicy, thank you, dear, for joining us here on Sports Done Right. And we also got to welcome my other main Vikings fan. And your avatar spells it out perfectly. Um, Run CNC. Why Teddy? Why out of Columbus, Ohio? Hey, Run. What's going on, brother? Tough night, man. Tough night. All right. That ninja says Lamar Jackson gave Auburn hell last year. Yeah, absolutely. Tough game for Auburn last year. And keep an eye on them Cardinals because, like Coffee said, you know, a couple little breaks here and there. Um, they, may be, they may be able to make a little bit of noise. So keep an eye on the Louisville Cardinals. Bama boy says, damn, Petrino left the Falcons high and dry, and then Bama tore his ass up in Arkansas forever cursed. We will see. We will see. RC says, uh, oh, he was saying, what's up to run CNC? Tough days for us Vikings fans, but no, we don't need Favre. Once was enough. Absolutely, man. And it really is a tough break because Teddy has really grown on the Vikings fans here, people. And again, this is Vince Wright, Sports Done Right. Um, you know, it. Dude, I'm going to tell you, man, it was almost like somebody had died at the office today. When that news broke, it got real quiet up in my office. People, you know, talking, water cooler on the Internet, trying to get updates on the Vikings quarterback. And, you know, people just couldn't believe it, man. And I'm not lying. It was literally like somebody's um, um, family member passed away. And that just goes to show you how in the three years he's been here, how Teddy has really encompassed himself in this community and how people really dig Teddy Bridgewater. And we're very excited for this Vikings team this year. Oh, we got the one and only. 
John Fisher, you there, sir? What's going on, guys? Hey, folks, we got the one and only co-host of Cooking with the Microwave. He's actually going to be coming up tonight after my show, Mr. John Fisher. What's up, Fish? Ain't nothing much, man. You know, I wanted to, um, I get it. I mean, if, can't say condolences because no one died, but, you know, right, right. the whole Teddy Bridgewater thing kind of, you know, I like Bridgewater, man. You know what I'm saying? He's a, he's, he's a nice young man. You know, he's a good player, um, a very smart player, completes a high percentage of his passes, doesn't turn the ball over very often, right. you know, and to, to have him go down on a non-contact injury, you know, and be done for the season, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, as, 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 a, as a black man who looking at these next level, you know, this next bunch of quarterbacks that we have and can see that we're ready to take that next step as, as you know, collectively as a group with Tyrod and Cam and, uh, Bridgewater, you know, and, and Jameis and, you know, so there's it, it, so many guys out there who actually are in the position to make people look at the black quarterback totally differently. And, you know, it, it kind of sucks for Bridgewater to be done, you know, because I'm, I'm a big Adrian Peterson fan too. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I just don't know what you guys are going to do right now, quarterback, man. Well, it's all up in the air. You know, like I said, you know, you got the Kaepernick situation still playing out out in Frisco. Um, Sean Hill is going to be the, the number one, at least for right now. You know, he ain't. Sean Hill sucks, man. Thank you. Thank you. You know, exactly. So, it, you know, the next 24 to 48 hours, I expect something to be breaking here because obviously they got to get somebody in here as soon as possible. Um, they play, what did they play? They play Thursday. So now the, that last preseason game is going to be real interesting to watch. And I don't know what what they're going to do, man. Like I said, we ran through some of the names earlier. You know, Vic's out there. He's supposedly in good shape as well. But Fish, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm just kind of over a barrel right now. I mean, well, see, the good the, the good thing about it is you guys have enough time to, to, to bring somebody in and let them get a chance to learn. You know, even a Geno Smith. You know what I mean? Like, you guys got you guys got enough time, I think, to get somebody in, let them, you know, sit a few weeks, learn the playbook, and go out there and do their thing. But you just can't get it done with Hill. I don't believe. And it, it's you know, you know, we can call for Mike Vick. You know, it, it, I mean, there's plenty of quarterbacks out there who you guys can get, but you're not going to get it done. Now we know that Adrian Peterson literally will take y'all on y'all back to the, will take y'all on his back this to the playoffs. Right. Yep. But when it get when you guys get to the playoffs, if you can do that overcoming without Bridgewater being there, um you you're gonna need to have a quarterback and, and, and Hill just is not going to be it. And as a matter of fact, if he's the quarterback throughout the whole regular season, like you can just count the season out. And I it's totally a year wasted in, in 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 AP's career. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. And, and, you know, I was going to get on to this probably next week on why this will be Adrian Peterson's last year in Minnesota as well. And, yeah, just – and that's really why I'm sad too, sad too Fish, because, you know, me personally, I don't think uh, number 28 is going to be in our backfield next year for a multitude of reasons. But this is to, last year see, in the contract? Contract, you know, just some other things as well. But, you know, to see Teddy go down the way he did – um, it, yeah, it, it's just really disheartening, man, because not only that fish, I'm telling you, this town was on fire for the Vikings season this year, bro. This town was, yeah, was on fire for some man. Vikings. And we, big expectations for you guys huge. to repeat as division champs. Huge, exactly. 
And now everybody is just kind of going through the postmortem. You know, we'll kind of shake it off, as Taylor says, and, you know, bounce back. But, yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see what kind of moves are made. And, you know, I was asked today on another show with everything that's going on with Kaepernick, um, say if he does get released, do the Vikings take a look at him? And, you know, I said, hell yeah, everybody's anybody who's available, who's produced, should should definitely be take you know we should take a look at. Well, as far as cabinet goes, you're you're, you're probably going to end up having a trade for him. Uh, I don't think Chip Kelly's going to get rid of Kaepernick. Um, I really don't think you know he's going to do what he's going to do as far as who's going to start or whatever. But I really don't think he's going to just cut Kaepernick. You know, I think he. I, I mean, I don't know if he's learned from his experience in Philly. But at the same time, I don't think he'll just cut Kaepernick and let Kaepernick go for nothing. He'd probably rather trade him and get something, even if you get a a, a third or fourth rounder, you know, right. because you know how shrewd it is when it comes to business. Even if you get a third or fourth rounder for Kaepernick, you're getting something as opposed to just cutting him and then somebody picks him up and, he, you know, he's back to setting the league on fire. And, you know, Greg goes out there and he says, I'm sure the Vikings have injury concerns about Vic, but it's worth a try. Coker would, or excuse me, Coker will be there should he get injured. Coker. Michael Vic. Worth a shot. I think Michael would be a good pickup, but like I said, you know, at this this. At this stage, at training camp, anybody who you pick up, you want to have you you want them to like sit a week or two, so they can kind of learn to play. You don't want to have another Josh Freeman situation. Oh now, God, no! Totally oh my Josh Freeman, what happened out there in Minnesota? Because you know, now granted, to a certain degree, I, I'm not quite sure Minnesota had a choice. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure you guys had a choice when you made that decision. But still, in all, that was not fair to Josh Freeman, and it, it pretty much just sabotaged his whole career. You know, it was it was a bad mix all the way around. Um, he wasn't ready. The Vikings didn't put him in the proper position to be ready to play. And unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast sometimes, Fish. And, yeah, they threw him into the wolves, and obviously it did not work out. And, yeah, he was not the same after that, after I mean, know, having some promising years before that. Exactly. Like, Gov, you, you picked him up on a Tuesday and thought him on a Thursday. You yeah. know, that, that, exactly. that was really exactly. how quick it was. <laughs> you know, right. it, it, it was just like, okay, um, so what am I doing? And that was the year that um, Peterson wasn't there too, wasn't it? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. It, hey, exactly. Fish, be, before we continue, because we got another caller on the line. Caller, are you there? Yeah, I'm in the building, man. Y'all know what the deal is. Y'all know who it is. Mr. Oh, 8713. Mr. 8713. <laughs> oh, I bumped two points because I've been on a roll. Oh, oh ladies and gentlemen, hold on. What From up, the, uh, on Sportsmanlike Conduct Show, the one and only VJ Wright has popped up on here on Sports Done Right. What's going down, VJ? Nothing much, man. I'm just blessed to be here, man. Just sending you some uh, some godly love and some support like you do on my show, man. I gave you my word that I would call it this. So I made sure I got a chance to step away from the gig and get in on the show, man. And see what y'all talking about, man. So I can keep pushing this number up. I'm not 85-15 no more. I'm 87-13. <laughs> hey, that's right. And we're on the line here. Uh, we got your boy Dread on the line as well. So, hey, let me let me get to you right away, man. I appreciate you taking a few minutes at the gig there as well. So, VJ Wright, again, he hosts the Unsportsmanlike Conduct Show. Make sure you follow him on Spreaker, and I'll give him some time at the uh, end of his time here to go 
let you know where you can find them on social media. But VJ, um, obviously you've heard about our boy Teddy Bridgewater. I was a guest on your show a little earlier this afternoon. So let me return the favor. And, and what are your thoughts on Teddy Bridgewater going down for my beloved purple here? That's the first word that comes to my mind because uh, I follow Teddy Bridgewater all through college. I follow Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, I ain't made football fanatic. I watch Pop Warner. I watch middle school. I watch high school. I watch college, CFL, XFL, Arena League. Don't matter. I love football. I remember when he was at St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida. He was an All-American kid, playing with all those other D1 recruits. Good-hearted kid, very good. E60 piece done on him and his mother and his background and his family and up until even the Heisman stuff and then being drafted. You just hate to see something like this happen to good people, but it is football. These things happen. I warned all fans about two weeks ago on my show to hold your breath, as I always do, until kickoff Sunday. You lose a guy opening week, can't do nothing about it. Lose a guy week two, can't do nothing about that. But you can do something about losing guys in practice in the summer, training camp, and preseason games. And I said Injuries are coming, guys. We have not had that marquee name yet oh, go yes, down in this instantly for the year. And I, so I warned fans about two days ago, hold your breath, hold your breath, guys. And to go down, non-contact, not even being touched, total ACR tear, and dislocated kneecap. I'm, I need to see film. I need to know what the hell was going on. That your non-contact is supposed to be kind of a walkthrough today. And... For them to say practice over after 25 minutes of practice, practice over, not let's move the drill down the field. It's like practice is over. I think that was a very that, that was very symbolic um, that he just canceled that Zimmerman just canceled practice day. And I will I will add this too. Uh, now you stunt the growth of uh, Stefan Diggs. Now you don't get to use the big the big chase threat and and the quadrant mill had an old miss that you draft. And now I thought, and you and I talked about this before, Dredd and I talked about this before, I thought this was going to be the first year other than the one year Brett Favre was there that you would be able to not have eight guys in the box against Minnesota and that Adrian Peterson, because of that, would do something special this year. And that all now goes away. Very well said. And, folks, again, sports done right here. Got my main man out of Los Angeles, California, from the left coast, VJ Wright. He is the host of Unsportsmanlike Conduct here. Um, Great show, by the way. I listen to it all the time. Make sure you follow him on Spreaker.com as well. So, yeah, man, Teddy's down. Like you said, everybody's going to be concentrating on AP. What do you think? what, What quarterbacks are out there for the Vikings there, VJ? Nobody. You start Sean Hill. You start 15-man Sean Hill, 15-year man Sean Hill. The one thing I like about Sean Hill is that there's not a defensive coordinator on their schedule that will show him something that he's never seen before. Okay? He got to play against If you remember, if you remember two years ago, if you remember two years ago when he was playing with the Rams, he had to see the Seattle defense twice. He had to see that Cardinal defense twice. He had to see Jim Harbaugh's defense twice. And those three guys send more blitzes and more stunts and more cover Tampa 2 over top with blitz underneath man-to-man in the zone considering the intermediate to flat coverage than any other three defensive coaches in football. So he, he will not line up on Sunday and go, what the hell is that? I've never right. seen that. Point number one. Point number two, you gotta have, you gotta like the fact that now your starter is a 15-year veteran. He's mature. Not saying Teddy wasn't. But he has a respect of the locker room. Not saying Teddy doesn't. 
But right. three years, 15 years, there's a 12-year difference. I don't think you go grab somebody, you work with what you have, and Sean, and Sean Hill's the guy. I don't want to hear about Vic. I don't, did you see Michael Vick last year? Did you see what Michael Vick looked like in Pittsburgh? I mean, I love Vick like everybody else, man, but it's just done. Maybe Kaepernick, if he gets cut, and don't you dare, not you, but anybody, don't you dare say Mark Sanchez, because he's going to get cut in Denver. <laughs> right but don't on. you dare on, say DJ. Mark Sanchez. Hey, go ahead, hold Fish, because I know on. you've been chopping to get in there. Go ahead, Fish. Yeah, hold on, VJ. Uh, I, I, I particularly think Geno Smith will be a good fit for that squad. Um, if he got to sit a few weeks um, and, and learn the playbook, but um, they got to trade for him, though, Dred. They, got, it, they it, can't it, just it, pick him up. They got to trade for him. I yeah, granted, I understand that. But but what we what, what Vince and I were talking about before you called in was that Vince believes that this is going to be AP's last year with Minnesota. So you don't want to just waste that with having you know. Look, Sean, Sean Hill to me, he's a bum. I, I'm, I'm not going to say he's a complete bomb like he can't play football but at the same time you're not going to get it done with Sean Hill and that division um I mean I I don't like Jay Cutler but I, I take Jay Cutler over Sean Hill you know so with that being said I don't think the Vikings can uh, can can afford to just let possibly the last year of Adrian Peterson go by without trying to get some something at quarterback you know and 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 getting these guys over the edge because all they're going to do is go back to stacking the box there's nothing to be had, though, out there. I get what you're saying, but there's nothing to be had. What are you going to go do with the ad that's better than even Sean Hill or better than Teddy Bridgewater? There's nothing out there that's better. I like the Geno thing. I have another source up in the Minnesota area that definitely that it is being talked about. Bryce Petty, maybe a trade there. It is out there. It is being talked about. But neither one of those guys are 15-year veterans. Okay. Did you watch the preseason game against, against Seattle? He was tearing Seattle's defense apart. Let's get real. And those are Seattle starters out there. Sean Hill was moving that offense up and down the football field because he's a veteran. He didn't get shocked because, oh, I'm in Seattle, the 12th man. There's Richard Sherman running his mouth. There's big-ass Cam Chancellor back there. No, that guy stood in the pocket. That guy makes big, strong throws. And yes, you're gonna. It's, it's the season's over. And I hate to bang on the Vikings like that. You're not gonna find better than your starter, and there's not better than the backup out there. So I understand completely what you're saying, Dre. But my rebuttal to you would be like, okay, so then give me a guy then. Who are you gonna go get? That. But before I go there, no way in hell I'm gonna let you just discount preseason, all preseason, and then use preseason when it comes to Sean Hill. I don't give a damn if he was playing against Seattle. Whether it's his first, whether it's their first team or not, they probably really weren't playing that hard. And if they were, okay, yeah, he's 50, he's a 15 year veteran. He should be able to carve up a defense or two from time to time. Um, but like I said, man, I, you know they're probably going to have to trade. I don't think that um, San Francisco is going to cut Kaepernick. Chip Kelly's going to make somebody. Chip Kelly's going to try to get a fifth rounder for him or fourth. They're going to try to get something for Kaepernick. I think Kaepernick would be a good trade. I don't believe in Sanchez. Sanchez. is... I mean, with Sanchez, I I take Sean Hill over Sanchez to be honest. Um, but I, I think you got to go Kaepernick or you got to go Geno Smith. Um, I don't know who else is out there who, who you know could do a better job than Sean Hill. You know, everyone else is pretty much taken up, but they got to do something because they're in a position right now to where you know they got Stephon Diggs. You know, they got a young receiving core who cannot make you focus on Adrian Peterson. But without a quarterback, man, these guys are going to key in and be right back on Adrian Peterson if they're the quarterback to beat them. Very good. I got a guy. It just hit me. It, it just hit me. 
It just hit me, and you both will agree with me. Both of you and most of you, I got a guy. This is why I am the gridiron guru. I got a guy for you. He has been a starter in this league, and he's a backup right now, chomping to be a starter. And I'm going to be honest with you. If the starting quarterback for this team went down, and somebody goes, DJ, what do you think about that team? I would say, well, honestly, the backup is just as good. He's just been the backup, and now he's playing the young kid because they drafted him in the first round, and they gave him the money. And that's, and that's Matt Moore in Miami. That's Matt Moore in Miami. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Veteran, mobile, can move, big R, makes it up. When he was a starter in Carolina, he didn't lose games for Carolina. That defense was really bad when he was in Carolina, when he was the starter for Carolina, when they moved on from Jake Stallone. Go back and look up, Matt. I, listen, I get to see him in Miami all the time. And if Tannehill were to go down, if, if, Samuel, if, May, if, if Tannehill were to go down, I would not be a fan of Tannehill right now. I'd be like, okay, I've seen that more come in and win games. I've seen that more win. I'm not afraid of and Matt Moore would be – remember, with any old guy drafted, they only started him because he was a first-round draft pick and they were going to give him that money. That was the year the Dolphins were going hard knocks. I watched every second of that episode. Matt Moore was pushing Tannehill. They just ended up starting uh, Tannehill because Tannehill was a first-round draft pick. Matt Moore was probably going to actually beat out David Garrard for that starting position in Miami that year. There's your guy. You want to go get a guy? E.J. Manuel throws the ball, turns the ball over way too much. Yeah, that'd be the popular opinion. Again, this is the Sports Done Right Show. We got VJ right here from Los Angeles checking in with us. We got Mr. Patty Cake Microwave himself, Dread, a.k.a. John Fisher. He'll be coming up later on tonight with Cooking with the Microwave here on Spreaker.com. VJ, not a popular choice with the Moore pick there. Definitely didn't go over too well in the chat room. But let me ask you this, man, Um, you know, talking because I I do want to talk about the Los Angeles Rams because I got to get your L.A. takes in there as well. You know, a couple games in on the preseason there, um, you know, golf hasn't been looking the best. You know, what are your takes out there on the Los Angeles Rams? Go with the veteran quarterback, let golf learn. It's Herner handed number 30, 25 times or more a game. Throw it out to number 11 a bunch of times and hope your defense can keep you in games. Simple. There you go. There you go. Simple. <laughs> Fish, you got any thoughts on uh, the Rams? I know uh, you're in the East Coast guy, uh, the Atlanta guy. You got any thoughts there, uh, Mr. Gurley? Um, I love Todd Gurley, but I think it's it's the same thing with their quarterback situation. 
Um, with their quarterback situation, I think defense is going to try to load up against Gurley. I think Gurley will be able to make some magic happen, but I'm, I'm a little bit worried, you know, at, at, at what his wear and tear is going to be because he's going to be forced to be called upon. Remember, Jeff Fisher ran Eddie George into the ground. You know what I mean? I don't think he'll hesitate to run Todd Gurley into the ground. Not, not to say intentionally, but for the fact that, you know, he's got a workhorse and he knows that his quarterback really isn't worth nothing. I mean, there was Tavon Austin. We're still yet to see what he's really. We've seen flashes from Tavon Austin, but I mean, he's got to have more guys out there with him that can, you know, take away from the defense to make him really shine and what he can do. So, I mean, Rams, ah. <laughs> Rams, yeah, huh? So, all right. Now, VJ, you know, moving outside of L.A. there, and, you know, I agree, let golf learn a little bit. You know, moving it over, though, NFC East, man, what do you see going on over there? You know, you got uh, the Chief Rocker, big Giants fan, always talking this Giants nonsense. Fisher's Eagles are already out of it, man. What do you see going on? We had a host from um, that host a show out of Dallas a little earlier on my show, the BS3 Sports Report show. What do you think's going on in the NFC East this year, bro? Uh, I feel like Dallas to win it, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, I I believe when I watch sports, I look for pedigree. I don't really worry about college. I mean, you gotta look at some college stuff. You hear preseason just to correct something with Jerry real quick. I never said I discounted preseason, Dredd. I said they need to stop televising preseason games. Preseason is super important. They just need to stop televising it so much. I don't think all four games should be played for all teams in the NFL. That's what I said about preseason. But I look at pedigree. And when I watch that Prescott, you, the guy could just play quarterback. He wasn't just a college guy. He wasn't just – he can move. He's a big guy. He's got a big arm. He's a smart kid. He had that team at number one in the nation at one point at Mississippi State. I still like the fact that even though you're bringing in a rookie to take over for Romo, he's playing behind the best offensive line in football. He's playing with the second best receiver in football. He's playing with one of the top five, and I don't care how old he is, tight end still in football. And then you got a horse that you drafted that you're going to hand the ball to. And then you got another horse that you got from, uh, from the Redskins who have back-to-back 1,500 yards in Redskins uniform that they just decided to let go because they thought Matt Jones was going to be the guy. I think Dallas will be fine. I don't think they'll be 13 and 3, 12 and 4 as I predicted before, but I think Dallas will be fine. They're going to have to outscore some people because their defense is garbage. But we've seen defensive garbage teams go 10 and 6, 11 and 5, and then they lose the playoff game. So we know, we know they're not going to win it all, but Romo will also be back. And I'm going to defend John, I'm going to defend Dress Eagles really quick here for a second. The Eagles, I don't think, are going to be as bad as people think, and I'm going to tell you why. I actually don't hate Sam Bradford as much as everybody else does. What I don't like is when people try to equate, equate someone's talent level to injury. Sam Bradford has been hurt. He played all last year. Wasn't his fault Chip Kelly had the Marco Murray in the wrong system? Wasn't his fault the defensive coordinator had the guys running zone or playing Tampa two underneath with a man on the outside all by himself like they did with Barnett? That's not his fault. I still believe in Sam Blaffer. I think if you protect him and keep him upright and you settle on one running back, which is an end-prone guy and Ryan Matthews anyway, I think the Eagles would be fine. I'm not sure about the Giants because that offensive line – just still scares me. And just like we see with the Vikings, 
they're only one Odell Beckham twisted ankle or or severely pulled hamstring or calf muscle right. from not being from being a five win. They won six games last year with the guy. Okay, so let's just keep it real. With Odell Beckham, they won six games. So it is like he's the decided factor that's going to put you over ten wins. Still don't like the secondary. Still don't like the offensive line. And the Redskins, they're a 50-50 team, man. I, I think they could be either 10 and 6 or 6 and 10. And I really feel like Washington, but they got to be able to run the football, and that offensive line's got to be better. And somebody other than Deshaun Jackson has got to show up at the receiver position. It just can't be throw the ball deep to Deshaun every single right. game. Hey, Fish, what is your take on your Eagles, bro? Um, I, I, I agree with VJ, and I've been trying to keep quiet. You know, like I've said on air, I think the Eagles will go 6 and 10, but quietly – after watching them and watching them play, especially on defense, which to me has been our Achilles heel the past few years, other than Chip Kelly, you know, you know, with, with the constant three and outs with his play calling. But um, I think the Eagles, I agree, I think the Eagles are going to do a lot better than people think. Um, and I actually think realistically now that we might have a shot at some point in time in this season for winning this division. With Tony Romo going down, um, I, I like that Prescott. I think he's going to do. I think he's going to do well. But with with that being said, he's still a rookie. So I think there's only so much he's going to be able to do. Ezekiel Elliott, he's also a rookie. There's only so much they're going to be able to do. And like and like VJ said, that you know the Giants, they you know they stepped up on defense, but that offensive line, you know, they're going to have to get rid of the ball quick. And you know Victor Cruz is back, so we'll see what he can do. Washington, I'm still not sold on Kirk Cousins. But with those receivers that he has out there, I mean, I can probably go out there and throw for 3,500 yards. So, you know, I don't I, – I, I'm still kind of looking at Washington, to me, on paper, should win this division. Um, I hate saying that because, VJ, VJ you, know how those, you know how those Skins fans are uh, back home. Like, every year they're going to the Super Bowl. Every year they're going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, we got D'Angelo Hall, we're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, we got this person, we're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, we got uh, Sean Alexander. We're going to the Super Bowl. You, you know how it is back home. Um, so, but I think on paper, Washington should win this division, even though I think I think it'll be a three-team race. Whether who's, who's the odd team out is it's, it's just yet to be seen. There you go. We got two great sports minds going at it now. Um, but let me get back to VJ here. As I know your time's limited, brother. Um, VJ, tell the folks a little bit about your show you had a real good show the past couple of days. You had a special guest today, and I want you to share who your guest was um, because a lot of people think he got ran out of ESPN. So why don't you tell a little bit about your show today? As I really want people to go listen to it. Uh, the show today was, I think, one of my better shows, man. I, I, I actually got calls from people who work at ESPN who were listening to the show and complimented me on how professional the show was, my interview with uh, Rob Parker, uh, who is a mentor of mine. Uh, I was trying to get Doug Stewart on today, but he texted me this morning and told me he had a doctor's appointment at 2 and couldn't make it. So we didn't get a chance to get Doug in there, but I wanted to get him in there because he's been a guy uh, with all this Kaepernick stuff going on that has had to face the politics in our uh, industry as an African-American man. So um, I thought those would be great people to uh, have one to bring on to the show. And I was just blessed. And then also don't forget my man Rashawn Haylock from Fox Sports West. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just humble, bro. I'm just out here trying to do my thing. I want to bring people great radio, but I want to stay true to who I am, and I want to stay true to the facts and make sure that we're not doing cookie, as I call it, cookie-cutter radio. But um, we talked a lot about Colin Kaepernick. I feel very strong, as I, as I always will state that I do, uh, being an African-American man in this country. I totally agree with him, and I totally stand by Colin Kaepernick. 
and I would employ anybody else who is actually awoke and conscious and listening to what he's saying. It's not about the soldiers. It's not about any of this stuff. It's simply about police brutality in the way that the judicial system systematically still runs right. slavery in this country. And it's so quick for people to say, well, go back where you came from. Arian Foster had the greatest response I've ever heard. Fine. I'll pack my bag. Where'd I come from? Well, what are you asking me for? Well, your ancestors <laughs> yeah, are the ones that took me here. You raped me. Uh, you, you, you stripped me and raped me of my religion, of my name, yeah. of my ethnicity, of my ancestry. I don't know where I'm from. I, it, people in America, for some reason, think Africa's a country. It's a continent <laughs> made up of about 15 different countries. Am I from Congo? Am I from Angola? Am I from Egypt? I don't know because your ancestors took that from me. But that's the arrogance of, and if I could say it on your show, that's the arrogance of white America is that we're so quick. They're so quick to say, well, just fine. Then leave it. Not, well, you know what? Here, sit down. Let's talk. Let's try to figure this out. What are, what is it that the judicial system does? Well, you let a white kid out for three months after raping a woman. And then there's there every year, there's 10, 15 different black men that get released on crimes they did not commit 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. It's ridiculous, man. So those are the type of subjects we touched on today. I was proud to have guys on, black men that were really open and, um, and that have network jobs and they work for radio and TV networks, but still able to open themselves up. And I'll just finish this point on this. I am looking for more of our black anchors and our black leaders to open their mouth and speak. Charles Tillman dropping his head on Fox and just simply telling Kurt McAfee, I didn't like it, was very heart-wrenching to me as a black man in this country. You didn't even have the guts, Tillman, to lift your damn head up and look a camera in the face and they go cool? How much rather you cool that way? Don't drop your head in shame, son. Lift your head up. <laughs> your head wasn't dropped down when the bears were paying you all that money, hey. and he was a beast, so I'm not trying to diss his uh, skill, but when the bitch... When, the, when that white owner was paying him all that money, your head was up. But when you're asked about the black issues, you drop your head on Fox TV and say, didn't like it? Michael Lervis, I tear up every time I hear the national anthem, man. It's, why? No. Yeah, what are you, you know, tearing up for? And, you know, that's that's the thing, man. And that's why I wanted people to, to listen to your show. Because, look, I know there's people out there right now that, you know, are going out there and are totally disagreeing with you. But, you know, the, the, the point that I wanted to make and I'm going to make here in the next segment is people are not listening to what he said. And that's getting lost in all the minutia of the back and forth. And that's the point that I'm, I'm trying to make, VJ, when I talk about this. But, you know, it's, it's just kind of where we are here with the country today. Hey, man, before I let you get out of here, because I do, I got another question for Fish real quick. Tell people where they can find you and how they can follow you on social media. Oh, well, other than social media, sports talk, uh, y'all can find me uh, in Compton stripping on Wednesday nights <laughs> only up. at the Jiggly Room. I go by the name of Big. I go by the name of the Big Vanilla Thunder. Y'all can come see me do my day, uh, nipple tassels and all. Uh, no, all <laughs> so, but uh, Spreaker.com, DJ Wright on Sports Like Conduct, Facebook, DJ Vernon Wright. Twitter, DJ Sports Talk and Comedy, man. I love you guys, man. God bless. Thanks for having me on. All right. Hey, take it easy, bro. Take it easy. Thanks for joining us. And again, that was VJ Wright, host of Unsportsmanlike Conduct. And again, I wanted to have him on because you guys, you got to listen to opposing views out there. If you don't agree with that take, 
I'm going to tell you what I think when I come back. Fish, you still on the line? Oh, I think Fish might have. Uh, oh, here, Fisher's coming back in here. Hey, Fish, thanks for joining us. But before Fish, I continue. I forgot one of my uh, friends up in here. Um, guy I used to work with at American Express, Jason Adams. He's going to be my hockey guru this year. Jason, what is up, sir? Thank you for popping in here. And Jason, I know you definitely take the other side of that, but I appreciate you coming up in here and listening to a view you may or may not agree with, my friend, because that's what I'm trying to, to do is to provoke some thought about this. But anyway, Fish, let me get back to you here, my man. Um, I'm going to be seeing you next week, I hope, sir. Yeah, I'll be there. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, um, just finishing up here on the NFL. Now, what about the, the you know, you're in Atlanta. We haven't really talked a lot about Atlanta for, I don't know, whatever reason here. But what do you think about the local team and how they're, how they're going to fare this year? Uh, honestly, I had came out in a couple of you guys' chat rooms and said that I thought Atlanta would go 6-10. and 10. And when I said it at the time, Dub, I really was just playing around. But um, Matt Ryan is, is, is not going to get the job done. He is not like he's still throwing red zone interceptions. He's still throwing interceptions where it's almost like he's staring the receiver down or trying to throw through a defender. Um, I just don't think the Falcons are going to be much with Matt Ryan at quarterback. I think the Falcons need to switch their mentality at quarterback and go with somebody who can actually move again. You know, um, right. Matt Schaub as a backup. I mean, he's, He's Mr. Pick Six himself, you know? <laughs> I mean, the June 6th should be Matt Schaub Day, you know? <laughs> just the same way just the same way August 8th should be Jeff Fisher Day, you know? Right, um, right. So, so with that being said, I mean, I, I just I, – I don't know. I don't know, Gov. Like, they, they've got to do something. They have got to do something other than what they're doing right now. Because Matt Ryan is just not, to me, the answer. I think his days, Matt Ryan has right now the same arm that Peyton Manning had maybe four to five years ago, which is not great, you know. And Matt Ryan does not have the 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 awareness, we'll call it, of, of a Peyton Manning. Because not too many quarterbacks do, you know. You got Cam Newton who probably does. Uh, and, and I've heard a lot of defense, speaking of Cam Newton, I've heard a lot of um, defensive guys say like defensive players, former defensive players, some Hall of Famers say that when Cam is at the line of scrimmage and he's doing all that, ready? Like he's doing the same thing. They they literally said he's doing the same thing that Peyton Mann is doing, but he's doing it in a different way. Um, but still in all, man, yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan, not going to be able to do it. Um, Falcons, mm, they, they, they won't sniff the playoffs this year. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, 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 guys. Sorry, <laughs> you know. But and, hey, look, I don't expect much from my team either. Yeah, the Migos, man, and, and you know, it's just like I said, it's been a whirlwind day for me up here in Minnesota with everything going on here, and actually doing some interviews on some other shows like VJs and stuff here earlier today. But fish, man, I I can't wait to meet you, man. As I, I first off, I didn't get to see you last year. So, man, I know everybody's excited to meet you and, um, you know, throw down a couple drinks, maybe a couple shots of Patron and you and the Gov, a little battle rap, man. What you thinking? Hey, man, it's all good. Look, look, I, yeah, last year I couldn't make it. Um, 
because of work and everything. This year, I'm not working, but it's a weekend that I have with my kids. But I've already worked everything out with D, and D's going to look out for his boy because um, I told him, you know, I got some networking to do as far as TDSS goes. Um, so I'll definitely be there. I'll be happy to meet you and everybody else. If you want a rap battle, though, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's at your own risk now. Yeah, I, hey, I own, hear you. It's at your own risk, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm just talking smack fish. But who knows, man? You might, you might, you might get the best of me, girl. I'm rusty, man. Hey, I'm rusty. Ever, like when I'm chilling by myself and I throw up a little something, something fish. Like every few times I do it, I surprise myself. But then, of course, you got to remember and all this stuff, and that's where I lose it. So I give it up to everybody that can throw them bars out like you, bro. Well, Dev, I'm going to tell you this. Lately, I've been thinking of stuff and trying to, you know, put stuff together and all that stuff, and I realize that I, 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 I might as well be Bill Cartwright, man. I'm washed up. <laughs> I am washed up. <laughs> like, man, you know, <laughs> I, I can probably do it like, you know, the guys that was on Kishi, that Kishi played on his show. You know, I can make music like that, but right, I mean, that's not yeah. me, you know? But that that music that I used to make, man, hey, man, look, man, I'm talking about what? I used to talk about the life I was living, and it was, you know, primarily a street life, and now I'd be talking about, you know, kids being late to school and fabric softener being right. stuck to the clothes. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, life changes, bro, and it's just amazing. It really amazes me just how time really starts to kind of fly by, man. It's just like... You know, yesterday, you know, I'm 47. It seems like I was, you know, 33 yesterday. And where does the time go? I got the first lady in here and, you know, she's in there. Oh, she's smiling at me now, but I got to watch what I was about to say here. But, you know, spending all that time with lovely Angie. Hello. How you doing, first lady? <laughs> she can, you know, nag a little all, bit every what, once in a while. All conference. Fish. All conference, first lady. Yeah, that's right. We're still waiting on the all conference certificate from Angie right here. No, I'm not waiting. I believe her. I I I I, I don't I can I'm not a fan of yours for how you treat the first oh. lady as far as that all conference goes. I, I totally believe her though. Oh, Come on. <laughs> Come on. And oh, look at that! Angie is actually smiling tonight. Look at that. But anyway, fish. Let let me ask you this, man. Um, a couple more questions before I let you get out of here, dog. Um, All right. Getting back into football here. So does Green Bay? Here's my question on Green Bay. They got Jordy Nelson back, and obviously, what what happened today out in Viking Land? They're obviously the favorites to walk away with the division at this point. Do the Green Bay Packers have what it takes to get back to the Super Bowl? And I know we haven't played a game yet, and I'm just talking on paper and just how it could all play out. But, you know, a healthy Green Bay team, Fish. Um, Rodgers, all his weapons back. Reggie Cobb, Jordy. You know, can they find a way to get back to the Super Bowl? And that goes for some people listening over in western Wisconsin that I just got tweeted to. I think no. I think no, and the reason I say I think no, Governor, is because um, history has shown us that Aaron Rodgers has not played well from behind. And at some point in time, in the playoffs, he's going to go up against an elite defense, be it Arizona, be it Seattle, be it Carolina. He's going to go up against an elite defense that also has an elite offense. You know, And at that point in time, if he falls behind, he has not shown 
I mean, yeah, we we, we got the hell Mary play, but we're talking about seven points. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about one touchdown. We're not talking about when the Packers fall behind by 13 points. Aaron Rodgers is not very good in these comeback games, you know? So I don't necessarily think when it comes down to playoffs, you know, I would say it like, like the great Jim Moore said, said it, but y'all all heard him. Um, I, I, I would say that they do have it, but when it comes to the playoffs, man, and I'm going up against an elite defense, I just don't, I just don't see it happening. Right, right. And let me ask you this, man. Um, again, that was going out for some Packer fans over in Wisconsin that apparently are listening here, and I appreciate that. Um, shout out to Western Wisconsin, Hudson area. They don't uh, like me right now. Hey, you know the funny thing is, and just to kind of the, to put it in a geographic sense, fish. I live literally 10 minutes from Wisconsin. So that's how close wow. it is. So that's why, you know, this battle is what it is between these two teams. The, you know, not only is the state close to the Twin Cities metro area, I mean, there's so much, you know, people live in Wisconsin and work in the Twin Cities. So, I mean, you know, we get it from all angles up here. Now, question for you. I'm going to take it out west here, and then um, we'll wrap up and let, let you, t- you know, talk about your show and let the people know how they can hear you. But um, a team that's kind of, you know, gone under the radar a little bit here, Seattle. You know, what do you think about them? Are, do they have what it takes to get back to the Super Bowl? You know, I, I think, you know, very tough. Obviously, we should have beat them last year, so let's not mention the kick. But talk a little bit about Seattle, what you think about Russell. You know, he's married now, living the life. Can they get back? Um... They can, Gov. Will they? I think no. I, I, I really like this Carolina team, man. And when you think about how Cam Newton pretty much offensively took that team on his back last season, and you think about the fact that he's getting his best weapon back in Kelvin Benjamin, um, and you look at the season that Ted Ginn had, the, the, the best season of his career, but now Ted Ginn is not the number one anymore. Right. He's now the number two. And we still got Greg Olson. And, you know, they still have a good running game, considering the fact that Cam Newton is a part of it. Um, and their defense, look, losing Josh Norman, I don't think really hurts Carolina because a lot of stuff that Carolina does defensively-wise is zone scheme. So they can kind of plug. Their strength was really up front with Thomas Davis. You know what I mean? With, uh, with Luke Keekley, uh, uh with Kwan Short. You know, their 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 defensive presence really was up front and it was the fact that the pass rush was so fierce, it made the cornerbacks kind of probably look better than they actually were. You know what I mean? Um with that be with, with with that being said, um Seattle I think has what it takes to get back to the NFC championship game. If it be Carolina that they face at any point in time in the playoffs, I see them losing. Um I think I think they'll beat Arizona, but at the same time, I would definitely call that a very close game, which Arizona could win. Yes, they could. And so is it safe to say, Fish, that you're, you know, just early on, and obviously we're still preseason, but just on paper, are you still calling the NFC for Carolina? I'm calling the NFC for Carolina. I got Carolina winning the South. I have, um, as far as the West goes, I'm going to take Arizona, winning the West. Okay. I've got Seattle as the number one wild card. Number one wild card. Um, 
I have what well, we got the North. Green Bay. I have Green Bay. Green Bay winning now with with, with Bridgewater going down. Yeah. And now um, I have as far as winning the East right now, I'm going to say Washington. Um, okay. And then the the other wild card is really no telling. It's going to be a surprising team that the the, the second look. I wouldn't be surprised if the second wild card came out of the NFC West. <laughs> you know, they might have right. three playoff teams in there, but um, I think there's going to be a sleeper team that no one look. I, I, if I got to pick right now, I say Tampa Bay. Okay, yeah. Tampa yeah. Bay, Tampa I, you Bay know, I, I'm very, very impressed with Mr. Winston. You know, I talked about him on my show a couple weeks back, and yeah, I'm I'm real excited to watch him, to watch his progression this year, and very excited to see what he can do for Tampa Bay and see if he can get them back to the playoffs this year. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I think, I think James is going to progress. You know, they still got Doug Martin, Vincent Jackson, Mike Evans. They got Austin Safarian Jenkins, if he can stay healthy. They got a nice receiving core for Jameis, and Jameis, we know he'll stay. He'll stay in the pocket and take them licks, just like Cardell Jones. He'll right. stay in the pocket and take them licks and deliver the ball where it needs to be delivered. Jameis has a high IQ when it comes to quarterbacking, and um, I, I, I look to see big things uh, from that. I think not to say that they'll win the t- that they'll win a, um, a, um, a a wild card spot, but I think most definitely they'll be in position to fight for one. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Hey, Fish, tell the people where they can find you. Um, you know, you, are you, first off, you are cooking tonight. You're coming on tonight, right? Directly after you. Directly right. after I get off the phone. I'm teeing everything up. All right. And um, we'll give you a few minutes to set it up. But tell the people where they can find you and uh, tell them about cooking with the microwave. All right, you guys. You can find me on Spreaker.com at JFish the microwave. Um, you can find me on Twitter at JFish the microwave. Just leave the V and the E off. Cause I ran out of characters. Um, you can find me on, you can find me on Facebook. Um, John Fisher, J O N F I S H E R. Um, and I I think Instagram, I don't even know what I am on Instagram. I I just signed up as, I think I'm like microwave 81 or microwave 1981 on Instagram. One of those two, but um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be cooking coming up after your show. Uh, like I said in earlier, I, I put out in Doug's chat. My truck got broken into, so I'm gonna talk about that. Then I'm gonna talk, um, talk some fantasy football. I had my first fantasy football draft, and I'm you know very interested in getting that out to the people, man. See what Sounds they think about good, my man. fantasy squad. All right, Fish. Well, we'll let you get on up out of here and start prepping for your show. We'll be out the way here in about five ten minutes, and definitely be tuning in tonight, bro. All right, God. Appreciate you having me, man. Wonderful show, baby. Hey, always appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. And we'll be tuning in for Cooking with the Microwave. Peace. All right. Peace, bro. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of Cooking with the Microwave, John Fisher. And we back. So, again, man, uh, first off, this was one of them shows that, again, I'm very happy it played out like we did. Lots of great calls, lots of great takes, lots of great stuff in the chat room here. And for you people in the chat, um, I am sorry I was not able to obviously spend a lot of time in the chat this evening. But as you heard, we had a lot of calls, a lot of people from literally every part of the country calling in. We had my good friend, my frat brother, one of my best friends, Mike Coffey, calling in from Louisville, Kentucky. VJ Wright bringing it hard again from Los Angeles, California. And, um, you know, John Fisher from Atlanta, Georgia as well. So, again, thank you guys for tuning in, man. So 
With that being said, time for the Govs quick little take on Kaepernick. And, you know, I'm look, we've heard it all here before. There's a couple things, though, that I want to touch on before I get into my personal take. And one of the things that I that I think that is really getting missed here and what has really surprised me. And I know some people may be out there and go, oh, I, I don't know about this, Vince, but most of the media that I've heard, and especially the local media here in the Twin Cities, has been supportive of Colin Kaepernick. In a very articulate way. Now look, I I got family that's military. I got a good friend that's police officer. I know police officers, nothing but respect for the good officers out there. But it has been real interesting that when Colin Kaepernick and this whole thing blew, I really thought here on the local side. And then, you know, of course, there's been a couple people that, you know, threw their little snarky two cents in about it. But for the most part, supportive because of the way he did it. And you know what? I got to admit, I was part of the, the initial backlash because we we don't wait in the, we don't wait anymore. It's, you know, social media, instant access, information now. We don't research. So what, you know, when this broke, when I first heard about it, I made a little goofy comment about Kaepernick. Hey, man, he, he better watch. He better get them passing yards up. That's what I said. But you know what happened? I listened to the interview after the game. And the guy made perfect sense. He, he told us this was nothing against the military. He has nothing but the utmost respect for our soldiers. Matter of fact, I actually uh, talked about some of the PTSD issues that American soldiers face when they do come back from touring and protecting all of us, no matter what our opinions are. There's um, and shout out to the vets in this very chat room and that listen to this show. But there he was talking, making sense and just as, as calm as I'm talking through this microphone here. And I started listening to him, man. And I was like, what he says makes sense. You know, it wasn't disrespect. He's not out there. He's not blocking traffic. He's not burning a flag. He's not out there being violent. He's not out there causing civil, you know, um, disobedience in the streets. He's trying to bring the topic up about Minority children, black kids being shot, unarmed in most cases, a lot of cases by cops who are overreactive or just have bad training or or a whole plethora of things. And that's what I want people to remember as I leave this show tonight. Don't lose track of the actual problem. Don't get caught up in the sound bites of this stuff, people. That's why I, I'm glad VJ came on and he came hard. And, you know, and I know that there's people out there that, are, that listen to him that disagreed. But just listen. That's where it starts, man. Just listen. Because there's a whole group of people out there that have a different experience in the country. And you got to be you got to realize that. That's all I'm saying. You got to realize that. So with that being said. We get into Mr. Kaepernick. He has the First Amendment right to do exactly what he's doing. Again, after I heard him speak and and talk about it in the interview, 
I thought he did a very good job. You know, is it something that other black players have issues with? Probably some, a couple, sure. Some players have said that they are actually going to um, sit down during the anthem. That's their right to do that. But folks, with all the problems that are going on in our lives, that are just our day-to-day world and, and living life and taking care of our kids and taking care of our spouses, this is what blows up. You know, like VJ said, and, and I put on my Sports Done Right Facebook page earlier, we have a kid that raped a woman behind a college dumpster, member of the Stanford swim team, and he gets barely, not even three months, for raping a woman who was comatose, passed out. And thank God two coeds just happened to walk by and catch him. Rape. Six months. Come on now. And that's all people are saying, man. I'm trying to be real gov like people talk about me being, you know, all kind of calm and, you know, all this stuff. But, I, you know, I'm trying to tell you people, man, from the bottom of my heart. A lot of great things in this country, no doubt, but there's a lot of issues going on and Times are changing. You know, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm in my upper 40s now. We got a whole new generation that are coming through here that look at things uh, a little differently and do things a little differently. So we're kind of having this generational clash as well. But one thing we should all be able to agree on is if a, a kid is unarmed, he shouldn't be shot dead. How many videos have we seen on Facebook over and over and over again? So Colin Kaepernick says, you know what, until I, he feels anyway in his mind that the problem's been addressed, it won't be rectified anytime soon probably, but addressed, he's going to do what he does. People, that's okay. We have the right to do that. Just like you have the right to disagree with him. That's the beauty of it all. First Amendment. You have the right to disagree. But in the end, at the end of the day, is it something you should lose sleep over? Is it something that you should, you know what? I don't want to talk to my kids right now. Is I'm real pissed at Colin Kaepernick. No. I'm going to read a few, a few of the chat before we get out of here. We're going to, we're going to wrap up in just under about five minutes. Then we got cooking with the microwave. So for the people who disagree with, with Colin and, and, you know, maybe bought into the soundbite um, mentality that's been out there and all the things, I urge you to actually go and watch the interview that he did after the game. Watch the interviews that he's done um, from this point on. And I think you're going to be surprised how well and how articulate that he states his side of the case. Again, you have the right to disagree, but I think hopefully the stand will soften because I went and looked at all those racist tweets that called him the N-word. And it was real interesting because I went and pushed on some of those people's Twitter accounts and I started scrolling through their tweets. And the funny thing was, up until that happened, going through their tweets, you probably would have think that these are just everyday dudes, you know, who like sports according to their tweets. And then you get to... You know, the situation with Kaepernick and here come the end bombs. It's out there still. You know, again, Stanford guy uh, gets 
barely three months, if if, if at all it was three months, and he's out for raping a woman. That's where the anger comes from. That's where um, all this comes from. So again, I just want people to listen and get outside your comfort zone. Get outside your box. Get outside your comfort zone. And, you know, again, that's why I wanted this show. And I'm real glad VJ could call in. I'm real glad we could talk about this. And um, feel free for people who disagree. And we, we actually, we did have someone who disagreed. Uh, ben Seth, uh, the host of the BS3 show. You know, he agreed with, with Colin's right to do it. He said he would have went about it a different way. And that's okay, too. You have that right. Agree, disagree, or whatever. So that's what I got to say about this, man. Um, let me get in here to the chat room. Um, as I see, cooking with the microwave is um, going to be up, is actually up and running here. So let me finish off a very, very fun-filled show tonight. Well over 600 uh, chat mentions. Um, again, I want to thank everybody out there who is listening to Sports Done Right. We're going over 14,000 listens, hopefully, with this show um, in particular. So um, I want to thank everybody for growing the show. And I want to read some chat here before we get out of here. And again, I tonight was just one of the shows where I just couldn't read a lot of chat. My wife says the Govs rap battle is a lot like Doug singing. Oh, she's funny. Doug Stewart. Um, what else we got out here? And again, um, Team Togo's out there. Sluggo says microwave picked Matt Ryan with his first selection. <laughs> Shaking by head. Um, Clay Davis says maybe the local news in your area realize that there's a problem going on in this country. You know what? Maybe they do. Um, just an update on the Castillo shooting up here. Um, you know, still kind of going through the, the legal process, but um, protests did flare up again at the state fair. <laughs> Uh, the Minnesota State Fair is going on, and that was actually right outside the gates is where that shooting took place. So there there may be probably, I'd imagine, be another protest or two. Uh, fair goes for about another week up here, one of the largest in the country. So um, that's what's going down there. Um, Sluggo says it all makes sense to reasonable people, but therein lies the problem. Too many unreasonable people in the country. Kaepernick, and this is from Clay again, says he's willing to sacrifice his money. And, and a very good point there, too, Clay, because that when when the person's willing and, and puts their money on the line and says, you know, takes all the materialistic stuff, says that doesn't matter. That shows you where the, where they're coming from. So I have, you know, I couldn't respect the guy more because he's putting his money where his mouth is. He knows this may cost him. It could possibly cost him his position in San Francisco. He knows he does become the hot commodity. And even though the Vikings need a quarterback, oh boy, do we, do we look at bringing them in? Are, are we ready for the PR backlash? Nah, man. People do not let the soundbite culture dictate how you think. Investigate. We got Google. We got computers, tablets, phones. Hey, the phones are nothing but handheld computers, man, that just happen to make phone calls. Google, look at the interview, and I'm telling you, man, it is um, definitely something you want to take a look at. So anyway, let me get off my soapbox here. Um, Ninja, nice job, Gov, good-ish. Hey, thank you. Appreciate that, Ninja. 
Um, let's see here. My mom, good show, son. Thank you, mother. And, um, oh, one thing here. Great show, Gov, uh, team broadcasting. Thank you, Togo. I appreciate that. Let me get out of here for John Fish. Uh, one thing I do want to say here, um, I do have a new, uh, position at my job. I'm actually going to be moving to a different part of the company here at Wells Fargo. Um, with that being said, my hours are going to change. I'm going to be, uh, uh, doing, I'm going to be a mortgage consultant. So my hours are going to change here, not soon, but in the next couple months, more than likely. So look for sports done right. We may just push the show back a half hour. Um, I'm probably going to be working more towards 6, 6.30 at nights now. So, um, But again, we'll make it work. I want to thank everybody in the chat room. Too many people to go through tonight, but I do want to thank the callers. My main man, Michael Gray Coffee. From Kentucky, my frat brother, Sigma New Proud, Isolated Posse Baby. Thank you so much for calling in. Give my best to Jen and the kids. Also got to thank John Fisher, the microwave himself, who we're going to be listening to after this show. I definitely got to thank my main man, VJ Wright. He is the host of Unsportsmanlike Conduct, and he brought it tonight. And I know, again, that's why I wanted him on. He brings that passion and that heat, and he gets you thinking. Also got to thank my main man, Ben Sutta. He is the host of the BS3 Sports Show. Make sure you are checking him out on um, Spreaker as well. So again, thank you all so much. I'll have links in Sports Done Right's Facebook page on Spreaker everywhere. Um, a great show. Everybody have a great night. Enjoy your lives, your families. And man, just enjoy it day by day, brother. Let's go check out John Fisher cooking with the microwave and with that being said it's time to get on out of here got the first lady waving me off so i am gone and with that being said whoops i'll see you later thanks for listening to sports done right Tune in and turn up every Tuesday night, 7.30 Central on Spreaker.com. Search Sports Done Right. That's W-R-I-G-H-T Right. Hosted by Vince Wright, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk. It's about time you got your sports done right.